Welcome to the Nutmeg Darina podcast brought to you by The Nutmeg Assist. Welcome to another episode of the Nutmeg Arena, the official podcast of the Nutmeg Assist. So, welcome to this very special episode where uh, we're going to be discussing, you know, about a few young footballers, you know, who are quite, uh, you know, who will quite be the next superstars. I mean, in the in the world of football. So, for this special episode, we have I have two special guests with me. So, before I introduce my guests, I'd like to, you know, put out a fact that if 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 you are on Twitter, um, and if you love football, and if you so if 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 you like to share opinions and you know chat with fellow football fans. These two guys are must-follow accounts on Twitter. So, yeah. So, without any further ado, I like to welcome my two special guests, Zach Lowey and Newell Wainshard. So, guys, welcome to the show, guys. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. Great to be back. Yeah. So, you might already you might already be familiar with Zach because he's been on the show before. And it's a, it's a debut appearance for Newell as well on the show. So looking forward to having this wonderful chat with you guys now. So without further ado, we'll get right to the topic. So we're going to be discussing about, I mean, we're going to put out a list of a few young footballers, you know, like I said. Uh, and we're also going to be saying which team could benefit from having these young players in the near future as well. So I'd like to start with Zach. So uh, we'll start right from the goalkeeping position. So who's the player you have in mind, Zach? Just just as a promising young goalkeeper. Hello? Yeah, yeah, a promising young goalkeeper. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if he's uh, he's really new anymore, but uh, I mean, I'd probably go with uh, Gianluigi Donnarumma. Um, been sliding in form the past few seasons, but he's really picked it up this season, becoming a key part in Milan's uh, challenge for the top four. So, I mean, I'd probably say him um, is is num- as number one. Still needs to work on a few things, including you know working on his distribution. Um, a few other ones in Italy, for example, Alex Meret. Um, Napoli, ever since coming back from injury, done quite well. Um, I'd also point out uh, Albin Lafont. And yeah, I mean, I think that Italy is probably number one when it comes to uh, young goalkeepers right now, honestly. Um, a lot of a lot of promising players. Emil Al- Alvaro on uh, Sampdoria is another. I'd also say uh, Alessio Cragno, Cagliari, perhaps the best uh, of the bunch. Yeah. I mean, when you want to look at young, promising goalkeepers, Italy's where you go. Yeah, uh, especially Alvin Lafont. He's really got. Uh, you know, he, he moved uh, last summer, if, if I'm right. 
right mm-hmm. to Italy. Yeah, and Donnarumma, you know, has been playing with the transfer. Uh, I mean, for for some time. Also, Raiola is his agent, so there is a chance that he may move from Milan soon. So, what so, what surprised me is that it didn't happen at the end because there was so many like backlash towards him uh, by fans throwing money uh, or fake money on the pitch and. Um, having like banners in, uh, in front of the game to like criticize him basically. And I really expected him to go to Paris Saint-Germain or Madrid, who was mentioned as well. But at the end he stayed and like Zach says, he really upgraded his level and like he seems back to his best. So I'm curious to see if he will at the end still become that Asimina legend or still, like you say with Raiola, make the move to another big club and try to get a bigger, bigger career that way. Yeah, so I, I, I think he got a lot of stick last season. One, because of this proposed you know, transfer and you know, Raiola causing all kinds of trouble. Yes. But, but another thing was he made a few mistakes as well. So that, that, that was another part where he got criticized a lot. But if you see him this season, he's improved a lot. So maybe, yeah, maybe he... Yeah, maybe he could finally uh, go on to a top club. Uh, maybe outside Italy, if possible. If you know, maybe if Manchester United lose David De Gea, he could he could move to Manchester United or yeah, there are a few other clubs. Who are True. Top clubs. I think. Yeah. I think basically every top club, bar Barcelona, bar Atletico Madrid, could probably use him. Maybe Bayern as well when Neuer is nearing the end, which honestly seems close by now. So, so we, who knows? In a couple of years, maybe this summer we may see a surprise and see him uh, move away from Italy. Definitely. Uh, yeah, another, so, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. yeah another name who maybe is a bit older than the others, but since I follow the Dutch league a lot. And he probably is also one of the best young keepers in the world. Is Andre Onana, the Ajax goalkeeper? He mm-hmm. he is well, just spectacular. He comes from La Masia. He moved to Ajax because of the philosophy. And Overmars did a good talk and convinced him to move to Amsterdam to try to become a starter. And when Silas left, he basically grabbed his chance. And right now, you can see him in the Champions League, uh, in the Dutch league. He has, I think one of the most clean sheets as well. And he is just so complete. A bit like Ter Stegen. Not on that level, but the same style. Good with his feet. Um, really athletic. Can stop balls that most keepers cannot do. So I think that uh, this summer he might also get his move. There are rumors that he wants to go. Or not that he wants to go, but that he could go to Barcelona to replace Silesa, who can probably get a move to a bigger club as a starter keeper. So he's also one that I think that could be a great keeper for a big club in the future. Yeah, so yeah, so we got a quite a good uh, goalkeepers listed out there: Lafont, Donnarumma, then yeah, Onana, Miret. So yeah, those are pretty good keepers now. And now, now we'll move to defense line. So when you go to defense line, obviously you have one big name: the goal, the golden boy. <laughs> yeah, it's already there. So, Matthias Delic, yeah. So he's he's been grabbing all the attention of late, and what a player he is. Mm-hmm. 
yeah so there's going to be a huge uh, fight for for his signature this summer or maybe next summer so there's been a lot of talk about him you know, joining his friend Frankie De Jong at Barcelona which yes. which might which could be the case mostly and Juventus has also been uh, linked with him and so is Bayern Munich and from somewhere we also seen Liverpool getting linked with him as well so uh Zach and uh, Newell you guys can what's your opinion on Delict uh, and you know his ceiling I Do think you want to go first Zach this... yes go ahead go first thank you i mean i think his ceiling is best center back in the world honestly that's that's as high of a ceiling as you can get you know i mean i've said it since like he was 17 i mean fact is this kid has it all and he's done it against the best forwards in the game <coughs> i mean you just need to look at like the um the 2017 Europa League final you know, when he was he was uh 17 and the only really man of the match despite the loss to Manchester United in my opinion probably him or Fellaini um just phenomenal and then we go to you know he's he's just constantly evolved really um so complete on the ball he's he's just a warrior um done it against the best in the game from you know Benzema to Lewandowski to Ronaldo really i mean he he kind of has all you want all you need um and to be able to captain uh, one of the biggest sides in Europe in Ajax that that's not that's not for the faint of heart so i mean yeah i think that the lick like for me i think he's i've i've always maintained that he's sort of like just one of those one of those players who's um just one of the best talents in the game period honestly i would say he's probably borderline world class right now but yeah definitely one of the best talents in the game alongside um kylian mbappe Uh, Usmane Dembele uh you know AOR um I mean he's is the cream of the crop and the fact is I mean despite the fact that he hasn't played in the top 5 league yet despite the fact that he's still only 19 I think that I I think that if I'm Ajax I'm holding out for like I'm holding out for at least 100 million you know if if he goes which he will he's going to be the most expensive defender in the game for a while because the fact is he's one of those players who really comes across only once in a generation and um i mean i think that pretty much every team every team that means business is going to be in for him this summer i mean i think that if if i'm juventus personally delict would be my number one transfer priority because i think that bonucci has declined lot chilini still good but he's both of them are aging in fact because they're going to need someone to man that defense um and and for me delict has really has uh Juve sort of written all over him he's just one of those you know warriors who can really and, and he's he's such a good leader so i think that i can honestly see him going to Juve um Barcelona see i don't think we that Barcelona necessarily need him but um 
like I'm sure Noel would say, you know, he is one of those players who's who comes along once in a generation. You know, he's one of the talents that's sort of too good to miss out on. So for me, I know that a lot of Barca fans want him, but uh, I'm not sure if I would. I mean, because if if he if we do sign him, he'll definitely be the huge chunk of our transfer budget. And personally, I can see it. It wouldn't be a bad signing. It would be a great signing. But I personally think we have other priorities. Um, some other teams that pop into mind, um, not necessarily sure Atletico could afford him. But if Lucas Hernandez does leave, then th- I would say they have a shot. Um, Bayern, I, well, I think they're going to get Lucas Hernandez, so they're not going to be in for him. Um, some other teams. But yeah, Juve. Um, I think Manchester United, he'd slide into that United defense, no doubt about it. Um, I don't think City will be in for him because they already have Stones and Laporte. Um, so, yeah, I think those, those I, if I had to pick four main teams, I would say Juventus, Barcelona, United, and I might even throw in, um, I might throw in PSG, but I don't, I don't think I'd go there. Um, I would have said Real Madrid had they not signed Inter Militao. That sort of puts it out of question. So yeah, I'd probably say those three. And fact is, he'd he'd probably slide into any one of those defenses. Yeah, fair enough. So so other than like yeah, other than Dilik, we have uh, no still a nice crop of young defenders. Diotupamecano from Leipzig, and uh, we have Sar. Uh, I mean, uh, we have a few names. So, Newell, uh, any other names that you got? Uh, well, Zach mentioned him. He said he named Militao. I, uh, I, I, I have to admit, I didn't uh, watch like 10 games or something, but I saw a couple uh, of him playing. And um, he is named the new Pepe. Well, if you are Pepe, then Real Madrid is not... <laughs> there's no better team to go to than Madrid. But what I've <laughs> seen, um, he seems... He seems better with the ball. Uh, he has that Madrid mentality written all over him. But, Zach, maybe you can describe him better. Because, like I said, I just saw a couple of games and I don't know enough yet to describe him. But at first, he seems like a good signing for them, especially since the Ligt is so hot in the market. And he's a, press, a very good alternative, is what I would say. Right. Yeah, that go on, yeah. No, I mean, I, I like the Militao signing a lot, honestly. He's, um, I don't think he's as good as Dilit. But that being said, I mean, uh, I do think he could go on to be a starter for um, Real Madrid. He, I think that his position has become more defined as as the season has gone on because he was uh, one of the best defenders in Europe, really, when he was playing at center back than when Pep when Pepe arrived on a free transfer in January, um, he's moved. He's been moved to right back, which makes sense. Obviously, I mean, you want to play Pepe and you want to play Philippe, eh? um, but he's sort of struggled there. So I think that his best position is center back. Um, you know, in the modern game, I think that in in a in a league like you know La Liga or Liga Noche, um, yeah. I think that Militao is best off at center back. Um, so I think that, yeah, I mean, he's, 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 he's really consistent. That's one thing that uh, stands out to me, despite being so young, despite only being 21, he's uh, incredibly consistent. 
Um, I think that he's he's strong. Um, he's he's a strong one v one, and and I really I think that perhaps he needs to work on his concentration. Um, but you know, besides that, I um I don't really have anything to to criticize him on. He's um you know he knows how to break the lines, which is always great to see. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of his timing. I think that is, that's, that's probably his biggest asset, honestly. Um, just, just the, finding the right timing to, uh, to, to step out of his line and, you know, perhaps break, um, break up a dribble. Um, he's also great at just recovering, on the counter and um, and breaking up the counter, yeah, I think that he's kind of an ideal defender to play in a in a high line. So no, I I have I think this is a great signing for Real Madrid, and it's really only the um, it's really only the start. Yeah, yeah, good, uh... yeah, he's the first signing of uh, no, the new Zidane era actually. Yeah, than second coming. Yeah, so it's it is pretty much a good signing. And uh, now, I, no, I'd like to put out a name, you know, which which you might already be knowing, uh, Declan Rice. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yes. Yeah, and he's also earned a call up to the international team by Gareth Southgate for West Ham this season as well. So he's he's very much hyped as well. So um... sorry, I I the the voice break broke yeah, up. Yeah, I couldn't hear it. No, actually, yeah, yeah. I have any thoughts on Declan Rice and? Well, um, what I've seen um, is that before he used to be a midfielder, right? He, uh, I, I think yeah, he correct, be a correct. DM, and then um, they correct. put him on line back, uh, prob- probably because of his ability uh, to pass, uh, especially because the Premier League has been changing. In the last year, you see a lot of uh, ball-playing defenders coming, like Al Van Dijk now, for example, excels. Uh, you have you have Stones who excels at that at that um, aspect. Uh, Arsenal always has defenders playing like that. So such a modern type of defender. Is something that is becoming common, and like I said, he he was a midfielder, so you could see his passing. Uh, the only thing I'm not sure if if he's defensively as good um, on that position, if he would make a step, because you're already hearing rumors that clubs are looking at him, and like you said, he's becoming an international, etc. So I'm not sure about that aspect. So Zach, maybe you have something more to add to that. Maybe you have something that you saw from which you think that he might be good at that level? Or do you agree and do you think he still has to show that thing? Um. Yeah, no, Declan Rice, I think it, he's he's done quite well um, since moving into midfield, largely played as a as a center back um, under David Moyes and Slavin Bilic last season. But he's been playing as a defensive midfielder under Pellegrini but 
Uh, I also think you said that center back is the best position, which is interesting. Um, no, I think that I think that his is is I think that this is one of the most promising defensive uh, ball winning midfielders in the Premier League right now. Um, I, I think that you know his his discipline is impressive. Doesn't pick up too many fouls. Um, doesn't pick up too many needless fouls, at least. Um, when when it comes to uh, passing, uh, really not not that um, not not poor at all. Um, and and and. But when it comes to his best assets, I would say physical duels, um, as well as uh, just just recoveries and, and and tackling. I mean, really, I think that he's sort of the. I'd say he's sort of just the the final piece in the puzzle when it comes to England. I think that between him and um, and Harry Winks, I really like I really like these two options for defensive for the defensive midfield position for England because they really offer you something different. But I think that Rice is the bigger talent based on just his physicality and um, and and his consistency, really consistently showing up in big games. Um, and it's it's been it, it's been a pleasure to see him play um, this this season. Actually we've one thing that's been interesting is the City Links. Um, Manchester City have uh, registered interest in him, and he really could be an option this summer, I think. So, To replace Fernandinho on the long run, probably, right? The long run, because I'm not sure yeah, if he... Exactly. Yeah, I'm not sure if he starts immediately, but, you know, um, he's, I mean, so, yeah. So he's more, but like like I said, uh, I I do thought he was uh, from a midfielder back to CB. But if I understand it, he moved. It's it's the opposite. He moved to midfield from CB, and that is where they are scouting him. Because we were talking about CB, I was a bit confused. But that's uh, but that's a nice description. Um, and I think uh, City definitely needs uh, another DM because you see when Fernandinho cannot play, suspended or injured. They are a whole different team. They just lack those, you know, that, that, that defining player. You always need that player who keeps the team together and creates the balance between midfield, defense, and attack. And yes, I think Declan Rice could offer that. Like you said, he's, he's fierceful, he wins his duels, and he has, well, good enough passing to excel for a team like West Ham with Pellegrini as attacking coach. And City would be even more attacking. So, like you said, I think that could be a good shot. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, and one more thing with Gates, uh, City to go for him would be to fill up that English quota. So that's that's a very good shout. Yeah, for, true. Uh, yeah, very good. There's a very good shout that uh, Rice could maybe move to City this summer. So before moving to full backs, uh, do you guys have any other centre backs you want to mention or? Dio from and. Deo Upamecano and Ibrahima Konate of Red Bull Leipzig are two ones that I'd like to keep an eye on. Oh, cool. So, you guys, yeah, so Upamecano especially are, I guess, 
a really really good defender a really good center back to be honest so yeah, he's i think he's recently signed the contract and there is a big uh, release clause if i'm not wrong correct yeah like 100 million if i'm not mistaken that was the rumored amount when um two years ago or one one and a half year ago when barcelona started talking about the Ligt, upamecano was the plan b and people said like um, either way they would have to pay for both of them because the Ligt, obviously like like said said at, your, at the 17 you could see this guy was special and he was only going to become better but the same actually counted for upamecano who has a similar style maybe even is more physique but the Ligt has more leadership that's how i would say it but with the ball fast uh, convincingly and he just seems ready for another step. So I I agree. I think he will definitely go for a high price. And the teams that I could see him in, well, Liverpool could be a nice shot because um, Liverpool has Van Dijk, Matip. But I do think that they might be better with another um, centre-back who is at the altar of Van Dijk or at least can grow towards that level. And I don't think Matip has that in him. Um, so I think that could be a good club for him. Um, Bayern also, he's already in uh, Germany, so that could be a good step for them. Him and Sule, speed mixed with like focal central defending because Sule is not the fastest, but he has good tactical sense. So I think that could be two good clubs. So Zach, maybe you have something more um, that you would like to add? Um, add on which position legs? Sorry? Sorry, add on which position? On Sula? No, no, no. On uh, Upamecano. Upamecano. Yes. On Upamecano, got you. Oh, I mean, I just think that Upamecano is uh, is really just a a brilliant talent. Um, One thing to note, um, just not necessarily a slight on Upamecano, but just to more, just to praise... Uh, Leipzig's defensive organization under Ralph Randnick this season really been impressive uh, defensively. Uh, he's been out for, I think, about a month so far um, since his latest injury, and they really haven't. I expected them to... Um, I expected them to uh, suffer with Upamecano's injury, but they haven't. Orban has a step... Willie Orban has stepped up... Um, Next to Konate, and um, been been pretty impressive. Um, but no, I think first of all, one thing to note with Upa Makano is he's not going to be cheap. No. Um, and that's one reason why I'm not sure we're going to be seeing a transfer. Um, at least until he starts playing in the Champions League, which I mean he will be next next season. Um, I mean, his release clause is 100 million euros, and Leipzig do not have any intention uh, to let him go for any less than that. Um, I think a few key assets that that come into mind when discussing Mikano. First of all, he's very mature, despite being, uh, I think, just 20, and he's really. Um, I mean, for me, he's just really one of my favorite players. Um, just he's, he's composed on the ball. 
Um, he's strong, 1v1. Probably better than Millie Tao, actually, in, in 1v1 duels. Um, he's quick, despite his size. Um, and I think that he's... He, he's he's great at um dribbling through dribbling through um and and evading the press um and i mean this is i mean i guess the best description of him would be kind of a, a modern center back um he's a good tackler great in the air um and above all he's just he's just really intelligent honestly i mean he knows how to um, catch uh, a striker when he's trying to make a run off the ball, and he's, he's great at, um, you know, he, he makes certain difficult plays look easy. Um, it's really quick, great at just he's just he's just fantastic at I think, uh, at 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 dribbling and and close control that. Is, is more fine-tuned towards midfielders than center backs. I mean, yeah, he's really just a uh, – he's, he's really just a complete defender. And I think that he's one of those players who – you know, center backs are incredibly are, – are, are tough to judge, um, especially when they're young. But I think DeLitt and Upa Meccano are two players who I would probably put – 100 pounds on are going to be two top five center backs in the next five years. So by 2024, I think those two will be two top five central defenders. Um, obviously, God forbid an injury, but or or something along that along those lines. But yeah, he's he's just he's he's going to be one of the best defenders in the world one day. Okay, cool, fine. So. We'll now move on to uh, the full bats. So before before I ask you guys uh, on your choice, I'd like to put out two names. Mm-hmm. First, uh, at left back, I'd like to put in Ben Chilwell from Leicester City. And at right back, I'd like to put in uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. So these two uh, full backs, you know, they're really, really good going forward. And defensively, Chilwell is pretty good. Uh, as for Alexander Arnold, he's he still does make a few mistakes defensively, but going forward, he's absolutely second to none. To be mm-hmm. honest, when it comes to right backs, because those crosses, those uh, long balls, it's it's absolutely exquisite. Sometimes, uh, being a Liverpool fan, sometimes it just reminds me of Steven Gerrard's long Hollywood passes at times. Because he's pretty much confident when he goes forward with the ball, and if you if you if you if you watch Liverpool this season, you would know that uh, Liverpool don't have an attacking midfielder this season. The midfield has been pretty poor, but all the creativity, all the uh, creative inputs have come from their fullbacks, Andy Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold. So Trent has already, I think, registered eight assists in the Premier League too. So. Going forward, I do think he is second to none in terms of uh, productivity and creativity as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, what do you guys think on uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Chilwell? Chilwell has also been terrific, to be honest. Uh, 
Neil, you want to go? Uh, yeah, of course. Trent Alexander-Arnold, he is, like you said, he's special. He was, uh, I think, last year only, he got his chance. Uh, I think yep. Klein was injured, and he uh, yeah. basically grabbed it immediately. Uh, like you say, he has that drive going forward. Uh, it's uh, it's not that often that a defender, a fullback, has a pass like that, that he can cross like that, that he can find attackers like that, that he can give long balls like that. And Liverpool has fast players, fast strikers, who like to make penetrating runs, who like to link up. So it's like a match in, match in heaven combination, basically. And the other thing that I really, really like is the fact he is a free kick specialist. That's also something that's rare for, for, a, for a full back, especially the way he kicks the ball. And like you say, he's so complete. Defensively, he has his errors, but he is still young and you can learn. You cannot learn what he does now. His passing, his vision, his drive, that's natural. So defensively, he should improve. But he's next to Van Dijk, probably at least one of the two best centre-backs in the world at the moment. So definitely uh, ability for him to get better and that way make Liverpool even better. Because like you said, he is the main creativity source. At times you have Keita in the midfield, but when everybody is fit, normally he will not play. And then the midfield is well pretty dull and not stacked with a lot of creativity. And about Chilwell, um, I have to say, he's not really my type of defender, but I have to give it to him. He's uh, he's defensively pretty solid, doesn't give away a lot of things, um, has a good cross, is fast, um, covers his space pretty well. He, he does not uh, ever get caught in the back that a striker can make a run behind him. He's pretty good at that sense. So that's something I have to give to him. Um, and I'll, because I just wanted to add two more, two left backs, Alejandro Grimaldo, former Barcelona defender, excelling at yeah, Benfica, yeah. probably, yeah. in my opinion, after Jordi Alba and of course Marcelo, even in his bad form, Marcelo is still special, but probably the best attacking left back from the young left backs. Let's say that that way. He is yeah. his passing, his runs, his shot. Did you just see his goal last week? Uh, yeah, I believe yeah. It was in the, in the Europa League. In the Europa League. Yeah. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was unreal. And he does those things weekly. So, still, Luis Enrique, I don't know why, but he had something against Grimaldo. And now the whole Europe and the whole world can see what this guy can do. And he is just, he is too good. I think the club that gets him has a good left back for the next 10 years. And the other one is Ferlan Mendy. Also really exquisite. Had a bad game against Barcelona, but I don't think you can judge a player on one bad game. Um, he is pretty fast. He's defensively well, but attackingly, he might be also a good shout. Grimaldo still a bit better, is what I would say, but Bendy is special as well. Has a good season for Olympique Lyon and could definitely make that move this summer. So I think those two are good shouts as well and probably Sack could say a lot more about them. So I'm curious to see how we will continue. Um, yeah, I think Grimaldo is a good shout, but I think the best uh, fullback that's on the market right now is Ferland Mendy. Um, been just one of the best uh, left-backs in Europe for two seasons now. And uh, I think that Manchester City and... Barcelona should be following him um, intensely. 
so I would I would go with uh, him for sure. Um, let's see a few ones that are on the market but not as talked about. Um, I'd probably say Aaron Martin, Caracol of uh, of Mines, is another talented left back. Um, Honestly, there are a lot of promising Spanish left backs out there. Angelino of PSV, um, Eindhoven is another. Yeah. Um, those two definitely come to mind. And uh, Jerome Rusilon, I'd say, of Wolfsburg. Um, when it comes to right back, a few that I would throw in. Um, I would probably say Max Ahrens of, of Norwich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And another one, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, probably the best. Yeah, One of the best best right backs in football. And my third one would be Yusuf Atal of Nice. So those are three that I would go with. Right. No place for for Olaina, right? Um... Aina is up there. I mean, I don't think he's been as good as those ones, but he's certainly been a welcome surprise. But yeah, no, I wouldn't say, wouldn't necessarily say um, he's necessarily up there. But and yeah, go on. Yeah, what do you think about the pro- progression from uh, Nusar Masrawi? Obviously, he's a midfielder naturally, but in Champions League, he had a pretty good game against Bayern. Um, against Madrid, he was he was worse, but the second half he kind of um, restored himself and then had some good moments. Obviously, he's not one of the best, but he could be a bigger player in the future, as you see interest growing for him already, and he has that natural drive going forward. Only defensively, he obviously still has to improve. But at a big club, they often search for backs uh, with advantage uh, attacking. Abilities. So, what do you think about him? What do you think his ceiling could be? And do you think it's realistic that he even makes a step after Ajax? Masrai, I think, has another season left in Ajax. Yes. At the minimum, I because think. I think, uh, well, I mean, obviously, Frank has already left. Um, and I don't think Masrai is going to be one of the ones to leave this summer. I think Talia Fico could leave. I think Delict um, could certainly leave. Um, no, Masrai, I think he's, he's, he's a competent player. Um, and the fact is there are a lot of really promising, um, really promising Moroccan, uh, fullbacks out there. I think he's, I think he's already chosen, uh, I think he's already chosen Morocco. Am I correct? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. He was even on the reserve list for the World Cup this uh, last World Cup. So, yes, you're right. Right. Yeah. I think that Masrai, um for me, he still needs to polish up his defending. Um, but I think that it's his versatility is a, is a, is a bonus when it comes to him. Um, and really, as, as we saw in those games against, you know, Real Madrid, impressive, just, Getting up the wing, uh, really offering some width and and linking up well. Yet, who's more of a player who likes to cut in, and uh, yes. I thought that it was it was 
it's been nice to see those two, you know, Dutch-born Moroccan players really link up on that right side. Um, I think that Mazray is he, he's really um, impressed me under Ten Hag, um, but I still think he needs to refine his skills a little bit. Yes. Um, actually, one thing that is is a bit underrated about Mazray is. I think it's long shots. I've noticed I've I, I haven't watched as many games of Ajax as you have this season, but um I've seen him make a few uh good long shots in Right. In, this weekend it, al- yeah. almost he made a sick goal with a great save from really? the keeper from AC AC Alkmaar. But you're right, he, he he's a midfielder, you know. He always played yeah. as a ten or even as a winger in the youth. So he has that natural drive. And you can see that he is uh, way more gifted than a natural, uh, well, defender. He has skills that a midfielder or attacker has. So sometimes you see that. And that's why I think he has uh, such a good shot. And why he also scored a couple of times this season. And even in the Champions League, I think it was in the Allianz Arena when he scored against Bayern. So, so yes, you're right. Defensively, he should, he should get better, definitely. Yeah. If he wants to make a step, he cannot be uh, beaten that easily 1v1 because yeah. that is one of his weaknesses. But attacking-wise, he is already very good and he can only get better. So, like you right. said, I think one more season could be good because almost half of the team from Ajax is on a nomination to get a transfer and not like a small transfer, but big teams. So, I don't think they can afford to let him leave also. Besides, it's also good for him to stay another season, be a regular starter, and be more consistent. That's definitely what he can use. Yeah, and as you as you brought up, he's he is uh originally a midfielder. I think um we've sort of seen some of those aspects that we've seen in, in Trent Alexander Arnold's game. Um who was originally a midfielder, I believe. And, yeah. and Mazray, no, he's he's very good at just getting up the pitch. Um See for me, I think he still needs a, a one season left at Ajax to refine those skills. Um, because frankly, I mean, we're looking at a a player who could be you know going to the Premier League or 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 just a top league. He's going to I find him a bit flat footed um, when it comes to challenges. Not really aggressive enough. Um, decent positioning though. I think that. One thing that I like about Mazray is he, you know, he constantly tries to, you know, win the ball up and then immediately try to make some make make a play. Yes, true. You know, he's he's really just he's all about that. But my my concern is that he might not be um he he sometimes gets caught out on the counter just because of that sort of flat-footed skills. But no, yes. I mean he he is one player who does remind me of Alexander Arnold. I think as much as for his offensive proficiency as well as his defensive uh, deficiencies in certain regards, yeah. And of course, his quality on the ball. I mean, he's he's great on the ball. Definitely, yes. All right, I agree. Definitely. Um, since we're talking about Moroccan backs, somebody who probably should have been named. Uh, he's normally a right back, but this season he plays as left back. Ashraf Hakimi, Hakimi the, yeah. the Madrid uh, loanee. Um, yes. I have to admit, at Madrid, I I thought, man, he was just a regular player. Not 
that good. Not not bad, but not special. But then he went to Dortmund, and I saw him playing more times because Dortmund is doing well. <laughs> the last weeks they aren't doing well, but in the beginning of the season it was looking very good, and it started to look that they could have a serious shot on the Bundesliga. And he had a big part in that with assists, with runs. Um, also being good defensively, which is something that I doubted in Madrid. So um, I, I think he, he has a shot there. Um, obviously, we have Regilon, who wasn't mentioned as well, but he also has a good season. He took Marcelo's place. And Hakimi normally is a right back. And on that side, you have Odrio Sola, who's also another big talent, but hasn't so been talent. impressive as much in Madrid as he was with Sociedad. Uh, Sociedad, right? Yes, Sociedad. Um, so, and then you have Carvajal also there, but he also wasn't that special this season. So I think um, if Madrid still wants him, Hakimi could have a shot. Sidan gave him his minutes when he was the coach. Um, and he, I think he left because of Lopetegui, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, I think Ashraf Hakimi has a shot as well. Uh, what do you guys think? I think Hakimi does have a shot. One thing that's a bit annoying with Hakimi is he sort of gets caught out um, defensively, gets advanced too much, and really leaves his defense exposed. Um, sort of like Masari sometimes. But, I mean, the thing is interesting about Hakimi is that, um, well, like a lot of Dortmund players, started off great, but been a bit poor. Um Above all, defensively, I think he's lacked peace check a lot. He's missed him peace check a lot. Um, peace check has been injured uh, since the a lot of games, yes. and he's he's just lacked him a lot for that kind of defensive balance. Um, and so I'm not sure necessarily if he's ready for Real Madrid yet, but. He is, he's he's very promising. Um, I think going forward, in terms of just uh, combining in the half spaces, uh, overloading on counters, I think he, you know, I I, th- I think that he needs to hone his defensive skills like Masrai, but he's he's a promising uh, young fullback. Yes, I agree. Definitely. It's all like yeah. all those attacking backs, they still have to have to learn defensively, but they have the offensive offensive skills. So yeah. I think well, Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. One one more player I'd like to mention is uh he's not been so good this season since they're already in the relegation battle, but last season in the championship he was really, really good. You know, later on he played as a left winger. Uh, I'm talking about Ryan Sessegnon from Fulham. Oh, so, yes. yep. so he was yes. you know, under a lot of uh, spotlight last season, but this season he hasn't had so much touch and he's not so good defensively and I can get that since he's really, really young. So he likes to burst forward uh, at every opportunity and, and, and I definitely think he could uh, improve a lot under a really, really good manager. So maybe maybe Spurs or maybe Liverpool who who may who will need a left back once Alberto Moreno leaves uh, in the summer. So either Spurs or Liverpool could be a really really good option for him. 
know, to work under Pochettino or Jurgen Klopp, it would really take his game to another level. So, yeah, I'd like to give a shout for Sergio on this one. Yes. All right. Yeah. So, now we move on to the midfield. So, I'd like both of you to give, you know, five midfielders that you think could be, you know, the next generation superstars. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, Sag, you want to go first? Yeah, I, I I know this is pretty hard you know, to choose midfielders uh, because you know, we have some really, really you know, big names like Frankie de Jong, Ndombele. So, it's it's really hard to pick midfielders, but... Yes, so we, I have we only, five we, Yeah, we only got uh, we only got space for five currently. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Sag, do you want to do three and I pick two? That we like divide it. <laughs> are we, are we going? Are we going three? Or are we going five each, or just five total? Ah, uh, you guys can pick total five midfielders. Right? Okay. Okay. Well, I don't want to sound biased, so I think I would go with either one of Frankie or Arthur. No, <laughs> I'd like to uh, include both because they're both so good. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. 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 Yeah. I think I'd probably say Arthur, just because he's, even though I love Frankie, because Arthur's just been just been so incredible. Really one of those players who, you know, even when he's not playing well, he's just added so much to the team. True. So, all right, I'd say, I'm going to try to go one per team. So I'd say Arthur, um, no doubt. Yes. I would go with Tangoy and Dombele. No doubt. <laughs> Wow. For me, it's probably the most yeah. impressive, like, young midfielder right now. Quite a player, yeah. Um, yeah, just phenomenal. <laughs> Who else would I say? Um, I might go to South America, actually, and go with Ezequiel Palacios. Really impressed me in the run-up to the Copa America uh, final. And I think just has one, the kind of that it kind of has that just potential, really, just to be... He just sort of has that way about him. He, big games don't phase him. Um, If I could go... I want to go to Portugal. And there's a lot of players who I could pick, but I'd say Florentino Luis impressed me a lot, and Benfica since coming into the starting lineup. And that's four, I think. Palacios, Ndombele... Arthur, um, yeah, AOR and Arthur. Huh. So I, 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 have would... one. I have one for you. In, yeah. in England, Manchester City, Phil Foden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah. Could, yeah, certainly. But my fifth one would be my boy Tyler Adams. Oh, I'm biased yeah. because yeah. I'm American, but honestly, <laughs> he's slid into the Leipzig team. And been phenomenal. So I think that he's, you know, I would actually probably say he's the best American footballer right now. I mean, I I would say he's even better than Pulisic. Um, and I think he he's just so um, he's so complete. Yeah, I, I'd go with Tyler Adams. I mean, I'm biased, but frankly, um, you know, a lot of people people love to doubt American players when they go to new new leagues, but fact is he's been incredible he's been uh, and and like i mentioned when you're talking about 
how Leipzig have coped without Upamakano, he's been a big key of that in just kind of restoring that balance. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's if he's if he's in a uh, a, a bigger um, a bigger team in the next few years. Um, but and I mean. No, he's he's just been. I I'm not I'm not overrated, honestly. Just tune in to Leipzig, and you'll see he's he's really amongst the best young midfielders in the world. And right now. Name a player uh, you could compare him with, like in terms of playing style. Because, like I said, I I saw him. I remember yeah. I had an interview with him years ago. I think he then went yeah. to Leipzig, and then I. I looked a couple of games and I was like, okay, he could be good for USA, but I have to admit, I didn't see as much. So, which type of player do you think you could compare him with? Um, that's a really good question. I think dominant in midfield, I mean, more a destroyer. He's sort of like a mix of just a bunch of. He's sort of like a mix of a bunch of players, honestly. I mean, I think. Um, I think he's sort of a mix of he has some uh, Conte in him he has some Nangalan in him he has some I'd say maybe maybe a mix of those two players a bit of a, he's so, a warrior I'd say probably a mix of those two yeah okay well good to know um, I have one more shout then because the names that you named and also Frankie, yeah. like you said, not to buy. So we already we already know how good he is, so we don't have to mention him. Another one is Rodrigo from Atletico Madrid, who mm-hmm. basically is one of the few players who really reminds me of Busquets. Uh, Busquets is one of my favorite players, and Rodrigo uh, slotted into Atletico Madrid, which has a difficult way of footballing. It's not made for everyone. Thomas as well. His compatriot, who is also doing a great job. But Rodrigo came from Villarreal. And, well, he basically, in his first games in Spain, they were saying he is for the first team already. And they are referring to the Spanish team. Because he just, he knows what to do. With every ball, he knows where to go to. He knows um, when to press, when not to press. He is the focal point in their midfield already. Together with Tom, obviously. Because he adapted greatly. Um, After... It's maybe first or second difficult seasons. Right now, he's undisputed alongside Rodrigo. And I think those two are a good duo for Atletico Madrid, who give them more football, like you could see versus Juventus. Uh, not the second game, <laughs> but the first game, when they were fantastic. And you could see the absence, especially of Thomas in Turin. Um, so, yes, uh, I think those two are good shouts. Um um, let's see who can I get who, who could I who could I add more uh, maybe the guy from Italy is it Tonali I saw yeah, Tonali, Tonali yeah. he's also like you have Pirlo and in Italy they say he was the new Pirlo so I had a look and I was like okay this guy could be special I'm a big fan of Ferrati so if, I, if there would be a new Italian star he could definitely be one of them um, his passing he has that natural flair you know, when a midfielder has that natural flair, the hair, etc., when yeah. it moves, when he caresses the ball, I think he could be a good shout. Rumors about Juventus, Napoli, Paris Saint-Germain. So, let's see where he ends up. 
But I think those are shouts that could be great as well, or already great, but could be even better. So yeah, uh, I think I, uh, we have yeah. some good names now. I'd also like to give a shout to a certain player. Uh, he's he, he's uh, you know, a, a midfielder by trade, but he's played left back this season for Guardiola. Uh, it's Alexander Zinchenko. Oh, uh, he's not, yeah, he's not been so good. I, I'm not sure if he's been so good at, at midfield, but he's really done a great job at left back. He could have moved to Wolves uh, in January, but... He stayed. Uh, he stayed at City. He wanted to fight for his place, and I think he's he was voted City's best player of the month uh, last. Uh, I mean, for February, if I'm yes. not wrong. So I, I definitely like to use Inchenko. I shout because he's pretty good at creating. And uh, I saw a stat where uh, I think Zinchenko was still leading uh, fullback on. Some penetrating passes. I I'm not so sure which stat. Uh, it's it's a penetrating passes stat, I guess. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Go on. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny because he was in the Netherlands. He was on a loan for PSV, um, and then he wasn't like really special. He was just a regular squad player. Had his minutes. Had, did some impressive things, but nobody expected him to go to City, and claim his spot, basically, because he is one of those players who gets his minutes. Mightn't be undisputed, but he gets his minutes. And that's something nobody in the Netherlands expected. And that's another example of how, of how Pep can improve players, because he molded him into an attacking left back, a one who can even be mentioned among the best in the Premier League. It's, it's special. It's really it's a nice shot, because like you said, he's a natural midfielder, so he has that attacking traits that we all talked about with all those decks that we uh, mentioned. And he has the same. But I would say he is better defensively than those ones uh, that we mentioned. And he could obviously still get better, but he's already an important player for a team like Manchester City, which is huge if you were attacking midfielder and wasn't that special in Eindhoven. So for me, that's a good shout, definitely. Yeah, so... So, so if, if you're done with midfielders, uh, shall we move on to attackers? Yes. Yeah, so going forward, um, obviously, Kylian Mbappe. Uh, I think after the Messi-Ronaldo era, the, Mbappe would be the poster boy. Mbappe, Dembele, uh, yeah, you have to mention these two names when you speak of Attackers, uh, maybe Usman. Oh yeah, Usman definitely haven't had the same you know, amount of praise or uh, spotlight that Mbappe has have uh, has received uh, over the past, you know, couple of years maybe. And and yeah, that's justifiable because Mbappe has done pretty much more than Usman. But Usman could really really prove to be a strong strong competitor for. Mbappe, and uh, this this pretty much could be the, a, a, a recreation of the Ronaldo Messi duel that we are seeing right now. No, it, it it might not be the same, but still, no. Post Messi Ronaldo, this this could really be a wonderful duel. What what do you think, guys, about this one? Well, I think uh, you're right. Mbappe definitely has more exposure. He proved more. He was a uh... He was a good figure in the World Cup. Uh, he had a great game against Argentina, 
and another couple of good games in the in the stage and of course in the final when he scored. So that was huge for his image, of course, because everyone in the whole world, uh, even if you don't like football, takes a look at the at the World Cup. So that was big for him. And obviously with Monaco that season in the Champions League, that was special. How he, especially when he did it against Juventus, because Juventus was so strong, so normally defensively stable, and he. Like a young teenager that he was, I think seventeen or eighteen, he he did that. So I was like, "Whoa, what is this guy ceiling?" And on the other end, like you mentioned, you have Usman Dembele, who is personally my favorite. But I have to admit, Mbappe has done more, showed more thus far, and has a better mentality. He seems to live for the sport, which Usman is still improving on, but isn't on the same level as Mbappe when it comes to that aspect. But Usman, I think he's a more natural footballer. Uh, he has more to his game, is what I think. Uh, he can play with both of his feet. He is almost, maybe even faster, but at least just as fast as Mbappe. In Dortmund, he showed he's a great finisher. And with Barcelona, after his in- before his, in- his second injury, he was amazing. He was literally in an absurd form. And he was at least our third or, or fourth important player after Messi, Piquet, Stegen, arguably. Um, so he had a he had a good run. Also, I think he's a better passer. He's a better creator than Mbappe, who is great, has an individually individual level which is spectacular. But I think Dembele just is, is more of a footballer, like Messi versus Cristiano. That's how I would say it. But another name I would like to mention is is Jadon Sancho, um, yeah. who is also unreal. I have to admit, I only heard about his name before this season in the in the youth in the youth of Manchester City and then he he moved to the the Dortmund and you see it every week I think he has after Messi the most assists in Europe uh he scored a couple of goals as well but it's in the way he he plays football he's intelligent he's only 18 he moved from England to Germany and to do this I do think I don't think he will be with Dortmund in the next season I think he might make a move because you hear so many rumors, clubs that like Manchester United. Um, I even heard that Barcelona had him on a list. Of course, I don't think they will buy him yet, but he's on the list. But Manchester United seems to be serious. Um, and if he continues like this, uh, maybe even win the title with Dortmund. Who knows? It's still possible. Then he could get another shot um, at another club, I mean. Um, and Vinicius is another name who I like to mention. His only deficiency is the fact that he is not as good of a finisher yet. But everything else seems to be up to almost world class. So I think the moment he he managed to increase that, and especially with Zidane as coach, um, that's a big possibility. A great footballer who managed to improve his players, not only by his mentality, but also the way he gives them the freedom on the pitch and how he makes them play. I think Vinicius will get better. He has an injury now. So he might need some time, but he has the whole, let's say, almost the whole season, maybe the end of the season for some games to still play. And maybe he goes to the Copa America with Brazil, who could also help him in his confidence. Uh, we will have to see how he, uh, if Tite gives him a chance. But I think those four names are for now, in that age, the biggest talents um, for attackers. Um, so yeah. Oh, I forgot one. Shao Felix, <laughs> he's another one. Yeah, uh, yeah. but I, I think I'm gonna leave that for Zach. He knows more, so <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Unlike yeah, Zach. Yeah, Zach. Yeah, your turn now. Sorry, which one? 
Uh, yeah, Jean that's Pelé. right. Your Felix and yeah, and your other other pickups. Oh. Uh, yeah, your other pickups, of course. Tra Felix and who else? Oh well, yeah. Would you, all the players that I mentioned or others that you have in mind? Yeah, Tra Felix is a phenomenal shout. Um, I think that in general, the, the Portugal's class of '99 is. Uh, one of the best in football, as long as as well as, um, I think, Brazil's uh, generation of like ninety seven, ninety eight. But yeah, the push, I've I've maintained for a while that Felix is the best talent of that class, which is impressive in itself. Um, yeah, Shaw Felix, um, he's he's started to play a lot under new manager, Bruno Lage. And really just a phenomenal player. Next big thing. Um, he's quick. Um, he's he's just... I, I mean, I think that his best position is probably as either a nine, as a false nine or, or a um, number 10. Although he's been mostly playing as a second striker, playing off of Harry Seferovic. Um, he's... He's he's such a quick thinker, um, that he has he's got vision, great vision on and off the ball. I mean, he knows where to move, he knows where to pass, and uh, just his intelligence is is really similar. Um, I mean, I'm not sure if <laughs> I'm not sure uh, what player would probably be most similar to him. Honestly, if I had to pick a player who's who's similar to him, an established player who's similar to him, I'd I'd probably say Messi. Yeah. Even though I mean, obviously nobody is like Messi, but he reminds me the most of him. He's uh, he's so good at just weaving his way past um, defenders and such with his vision, his quick feet, and he was penchant for great just 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 trying to find. Um, a pocket of space. It's it's so impressive. So yeah, he's he's a he's a great player. Um, reminds me of Messi also in just his size and sort of his baby face. Um, yeah, really, well, really. Yeah, all. what what would be your other picks in terms of attackers? In terms of attackers, well. I'm not sure is is Usmane considered the, a young talent still. I mean, he's he's going to be like 22 in April, so um I mean potentially him. I think yeah, I mean I think uh Usam Awar and and Kai Havertz are two other attacking midfielders who are incredible. Um let's see when it comes to attackers uh Probably, I had to pick a few off the top of my head. Mbappe, of course. Vinicius, Jaden Sancho, Luka Jovic, and um, probably, probably say, um, let's see who else. I mean, I would say twenty-three. Sorry, who? Callum Hudson Odoi. Um, great shout. I would say 
Yeah, no, that's that's fine. I, I yeah, Hudson Adoy, definitely. And it's interesting Rashford. in the case of Hudson. No, I don't. I don't consider Rashford uh, like a young. I mean, he is young, which is funny, but he's he's been established for so long. Yeah, true. Correct. correct. Same thing with Usmani, really. But yeah, I'd say Hudson Adoy probably. He's such a phenomenal talent. I think he could probably once he gets game time under his belt consistently. I think he'll be starting for England soon. Just he really has that X factor, and I don't know why Mauricio Sarri doesn't see it, but uh, mm-hmm. everyone else does. Yeah, definitely. That's why Bayern is all on him, and they they really want him. But Chelsea doesn't want to budge yet. But we'll see if he if he continues to not play. I think this summer he might get his move because Bayern is in desperate need of new wingers. Um, if Coman keeps getting injured. And Gnabry alone is not enough, of course. So, uh, definitely, Joe could make a good move to Bayern if they uh, if Chelsea keeps treating him like this. Definitely. Yeah, and uh, and a couple of couple more players who you know who I would like to give a shout are. I'm, I'm not sure if Julian Brandt is you know fit for. Uh, he's more I mean, a midfielder now, right? Yeah, he's more of a yeah, midfielder. Yeah, yeah. I think Peter uh, Boss uses him as midfielder now. A left, a left midfielder and an attacking midfielder. Yeah, he plays to, through the left and the center, I guess. Yep. True. And uh, one another player, I would say, is uh, Diogo Jota. Of, yeah. Of Wolves, yep. Uh, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm still not sure why Atletico decided to sell him. Like, uh, I saw Zach's tweet a couple of days back, I guess. Uh, I know, I saw, and I, I had the same thought. Atletico decided to... You know, Give him to Wolves, and they spent seventy million on Thomas Lemar, who's been a complete flop there at Atleti. True. So yeah, that 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 that's pretty much a surprise, uh, I'd say. And also um, Pitolo. Yep. Yep. Yes. Pitolo, correct. True. And if uh, and if I'd like, yeah, I'd like to give one more uh, shout, shout. He hasn't played much, you know. Football. I mean, uh, senior team football. He, I know he hasn't played senior team football at all. But I seen him. I mean, I watched him closely because he's Liverpool player, uh, Ryan Brewster. He's he's been injured for uh, I mean seven eight months now. Uh, he had a ligament injury last last year. But he's really a talent. He has an eye for goal even from long range. There was one brilliant goal he scored from a volley. I mean, uh, he's, he's, he's one to watch as well, Rian Booster. And what I, I think uh, Klopp sold uh, uh, Dominic Solanke. And I think Origi, with Divock Origi and uh, Daniel Sturridge looking forward to leave in the summer, I think Rian Booster could get a chance at Liverpool, perhaps. And you also have... Uh, we also have Paul Gletzel as well from the academy, who's forming a wonderful partnership with Bobby Duncan as well. No, they, they haven't played senior football yet, but they. I, I, but I, I just wanted to give them a shout. And other than that, maybe David Neres from Ajax. Noel, uh, Noel might be, you know, interested in in him more. Neres. Yeah, Neres. Uh... He surprised me. I have to be honest. Um, when Ajax signed him, I saw some footage and 
well, the Netherlands, it's a pretty skeptic uh, country. When a player gets signed for a lot of millions, people are often as quickly as possible there to criticize him. And he didn't start it off well. Obviously, he was a new Brazilian in a cold country uh, with no support at all. And Ajax then basically uh, made his family come to the Netherlands. Uh, his girlfriend and Juanberto, a former Ajax player, helped him. And then you could see him growing. And now you can just see what this guy can do. And I'm almost thinking that he might be able to make it to the absolute top. If you saw how he played against Madrid, how he plays against Bayern, uh, how he plays in big games in, in, in the Eredivisie this, this year. He wasn't always undisputed because um, um, Ten Hag um, put him on the bench. He played with Tadic and, and Sierra on the, on, the, on the flanks. So he was the victim of that. But in the Champions League, everything uh, fell together at the right moment. And you can see what he can do. He is even with the Silasau now, which was his youth dream. And Vinicius got injured, so he basically took his chance. And yes, it's like this guy, he can play on the left side, he can play on the right side. He is he is he has a left leg, but it's not like he does nothing with his right leg. He can cross, he can finish, uh he has a, he has a mentality which is comparable to Europe's. He's not a typical Brazilian footballer, is how I would describe him. He has the samba, but he also has the work art. Uh, no, not the work, or the work ethic and um, the, this ab- the ability to make runs, to track back and link up in his passing game. He's not selfish, which is something that you don't see a lot with Brazilian wingers. Um, so, mm-hmm. yes, like you said, David Neres is somebody who could also become a big player. He's not as good as the one we mentioned, but he makes steps. He makes baby steps. And if he keeps making these steps, like I said, Bayern needs wingers. Uh, Bayern has had Brazilians in the past, uh, so why not? If he continues like this, he might get his move in the summer, but maybe he could be good for another season like Masraoui as well, just to keep upping his level and be ready uh, for the absolute top. But it's a great yeah. shot, definitely. Yeah. And another player, yeah, uh, I have in mind. Uh, I haven't seen him uh, quite often, but I, I, I guess Zach has... Zach has, I think, a detailed idea on him. It's Villarreal's right winger, Samuel Chukwese. Chukwese. Zach might be you know, aware of him pretty much. So, what what are your thoughts on him, Zach? I like Chukwese. Um, he's done well since coming into the team. Um and I think that he's he's he can play a big part um in in the Valencia tie against Villarreal. Um really exciting. It's quick, got a good um needs to refine his finishing, but I think he yeah, he's gonna be starting for Nigeria soon or, or later. Um I think that he needs to stay in Villarreal at the moment or go to a mid-level club because I just don't think that... We've seen Bayern rumors and I don't think he's ready for that kind of move. Um, But yeah, he's just such a fun player to watch. And um, he knows how to squeeze by defenders. Um, He's got an eye for a goal. Yeah. I I think he's 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 quality. He's a really dangerous winger. 
and uh, another player is uh, Timothy Ware. Perhaps he's, he's moved to Celtic on loan, if I'm not wrong, right? Sorry, what? T- Timothy Ware. Oh, Timo Werner? Yeah. Yeah, Tim- Timothy Ware, I mean. Timothy Ware from Paris Saint-Germain. Oh, so Timothy Ware. Yeah, yes. Timothy Ware. Um, another American. Yeah, he's he's promising. Uh, still only, um, still only nineteen, uh, and I mean he's he's still a bit too raw to be considered amongst the best, um, yeah. amongst the best uh, uh, young attacking talents. I think um, done pretty well at Celtic, somewhat well. I mean. Uh, he hasn't. He hasn't been able to find the starting spot, but uh, he's got. He's got. He's got talent, and can definitely be one to watch in the future. Yep. And uh, before we wind up, uh, no. Although some names we, I, I, it's it's obvious that we can't all, all put so many names in the show, but uh, some really good names that we might have missed. Uh, one Ruben Diaz from Benfica, who's a defender. Then Yuri Tielemans, uh, who's now on loan at Leicester midfield. Then Cutrone, uh, uh, from Milan. Then uh, we have Nicolo Barella, also from the Serie A. Then Ezekiel Barco from the MLS, uh, Atlanta United, I guess. Uh, yes. Yep. Yeah. So and. Uh, I, I'm not sure if he's not the best, but Andre Lunin, uh, who Real Madrid signed, you know, he had worth the hype. Who? Lunin, Andre Lunin. Oh, the young keeper, yes, yes. Young yes. keeper. And uh, I, I guess Bayern has signed Jan Fieta Arp as well, Arp, oh, yeah. who's a, yeah, who's, who they signed from Hamburg. So he'll join Bayern at the end of the season. Yes. Then. Uh, Alfonso Davis is also, I think, from Toronto, shout. right? Yes, yeah, to shout. Then for Manchester, from Manchester United, I'd say uh, Mason Greenwood, Ankle Gomez, perhaps, and and maybe Timothy Chong as well. I think these these three are very talented youngsters, and they could be the next in line, you know, at Manchester United. Uh, then Moiskin from Juventus. Definitely. Yeah. And so, a young, yeah. young, a young, young Ajax talent. He's really young. But if they, if people don't know him yet, keep him in mind. Nasi Unovar. 15 years only, but he might make his debut in the next season. Because... Uh, I he's... guess I... Yeah, I guess I've seen an Instagram video of him where he's... You know, one of... I, I think the, it was a pass... Yeah, yeah, a great pass with his outside of his foot. Yeah, yeah. On yeah, yeah. curve. But that yeah. guy, um, the Ajax Future Cup is close. It's here. And uh, you probably see him. So, for all the watchers, if you have time, try to find a stream. I will try to see if I can share something when it's okay, here. Okay. Uh, I have the Dutch channels here. But there probably must be a stream on YouTube. So, try to watch the Ajax Future Cup. Also, because not only Ajax plays, but a lot of top clubs from Europe so you could scout new talent I'm sure Zach will watch <laughs> as well 
<laughs> so uh, yeah, definitely watch that and keep Unufar in mind. That guy, he might be after Nuri. Still very sad what happened yeah. to him, but after Nuri, Unufar might be the next absolute gem from the Ajax academy. Yeah, right. yeah I, I saw that video and I was like, wow. Uh, it, it was a little, uh, you know, unfortunate that uh, the striker couldn't finish it off. But what a pass! Yeah, exactly. What a pass that was. Yeah. So and, and yes, yeah, and maybe one more name I'd like to you know put in before we wind up the show is. Federico Chiesa from Fiorentina. Yes, definitely. Great winger. Great yeah. winger. He will definitely make a step this summer. No doubt. Yep. Any any more names that that you would want to put in? Or um no, I mean I think we probably came up with most of them. Francisco Ferreira and Jetson Fernandez on Benfica are two others as well as um Federico Navarro and Agustin Almendra in uh, in in Boca. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, before we wind up the show, um, you 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 guys are Barcelona fans. Right. I'm a Liverpool. I'm a Liverpool fan. So I'd like to ask you guys. You know, from the players that you mentioned, if you had to choose one player uh, that you want at your club, apart from Mbappe, Delict, and you know. The, the obvious names, who do you pick or who do you have at your club? And I'd like to I'd like to hear who you'd like to see at Liverpool as well. If I could choose uh, one signing, would be Vukovic. Noel? Uh, I think Shao Felix. He is just too special. <laughs> we cannot miss out on him in the future. So I would pick him. And for Liverpool and Dombele. If you guys have him as DM, it's over. <laughs> it's like, he is that creativity that you guys could use. He is strong. Um, I think on his age, there's no better passer than him. How he played against Barcelona? Sorry, I- I'm a big Arthur and Frankie fan. Huge, they're amazing. But Endon Bele, how he broke lines against Busquets, Arthur, mm-hmm. Rakitic. That-, that-, that was unreal. I was like shocked. I saw him play often, of course. But this was in Camp Nou. Against Barcelona, also in Lyon. So for me, and Dombele to Liverpool would be yeah. great. Yeah, I, I saw him play against Man City, and I was like, "Wow!" I I actually saw the match against Man City just to watch Nabil Fakir. After all that happened last yeah. summer, but uh, I saw and Dombele, and I was like, "Wow, this guy is the real deal!" And we should maybe sign this guy. So yep, pretty much yep. That's it. And Zach. Who, who do you like to see at Liverpool? Like, who you think would definitely improve our team? So maybe, maybe Liverpool. Yeah, we, we would... need an uh, attacking midfielder. Obviously, uh, I think you guys are pretty much aware of that. Uh, the creative within midfield is very bad, actually. So if if, yeah. if you had to pick, yeah, if you had to pick an attacking midfielder for Liverpool, uh, who, who who do you like to have? Yeah, I mean. A youngster, if you want to pick. I'd probably say Kai Havertz. Yeah. Kai Havertz. Brandt. And I'd say a centre-back as well. Um, um, You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they go with a Premier League proven centre-back like Lachelles 
or Lewis Dunk, even though they're not really a fancy name. Because that's, that's one thing that Liverpool seems to prioritize, just players who've already proven themselves in the Premier League. But I think that if one player would come to mind, well, I wanted Militao to Liverpool, but I think I would probably go with, um, I'm not sure, maybe, it's uh, a good question. Um, I would probably say Musa Nyakate of Mainz. A uh, really impressive center back who can also play at left back. So, oh, yeah, I'd say yeah, Nyakate. That would be great because we're already linked with uh, Lloyd Kelly, who plays for Bristol City. He plays as a center back and a left back as well. Now, one thing that we lack is maybe. In terms of center back, uh, Joe Gomez and Virgil Van Dyke is a is a wonderful partnership. But Gomez is a really injury prone footballer, and you no, know, yep, we definitely need a center back. So, yep, okay, fine, that's that's good. So yes. yeah, so that that leads us to the end of the this special podcast. Eh? We talked about some of the really mm-hmm. young footballers in the world right now who might, you know, go on and become the next generation superstar. So, thank you so much, Zach and Newell, for joining the podcast. Definitely, of looking, yeah, thank you for having Definitely me. looking forward to having you, you know, more uh, on our Nutmeg Dorina podcast. Already, yeah. yes. So, thank you, guys. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome to the next yeah, time. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, thank you to all our listeners as well for tuning into this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. Goodbye.